where you're invited into a conversation <laughs> about all sorts of things. And today what we're doing is we're going to be talking about leadership. Um, this whole conversation is a reflection of our community here at Landmark and everything that we're doing here, and we invite you in to this conversation. And um, so with uh, talking about leadership, just leadership is something that you hear about a lot if you're around Landmark. And so I just wanted to throw out that concept first of all. So how does leadership fit in to everything that we're trying to do here with the mission and vision of Landmark? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is it's, uh, it's such a key factor on what we do, what we say from Leadership Academy, what does that look like? I mean, we're having businessmen, how, how, how does leadership even works there to, um, uh, as we go out to serve and, and lead, so uh, that's just a, um, uh, a big thing that we love to look at. And, and for me, for so many years in coaching and teaching and in phys ed and health, it's, you know, young men, what's, what, what does a true leader look like? Here's what the world says a man is, and here's what God says it is. And, uh, and so we're, how the leadership works in, in that. How about in the classroom with you guys? Every day. Somebody, somebody once said that uh, the best part of being a teacher is that uh, it matters. The hardest part of being a teacher is that it matters every day. And uh, that's absolutely true. Where um, my, the, the big leadership uh, element of teaching, I think, for me, is what Jesus did, where uh, so much of it was modeling. It was discipleship. It was that of following someone that you had, somebody who's, who went before that you were meant to come after. It was this uh, apprenticeship idea. So I think so much of what a, a leader is as a teacher is somebody who models what they're teaching rather than just speaking it or testing over it, but that they embody it. Whether, in, whether they're lecturing or whether they're coming alongside and tutoring or just chatting in the hallway, all of that is teaching and it's inculcating leadership skills through modeling it, through living it and having somebody echo that, which is what Jesus taught us that you follow him. And Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. There's so much of that element to education, to parenting, where um, a student, a child is much more likely to remember who you were rather than what you said or what you claimed or, you know, just that concept of modeling a godly life, uh, which who of us is qualified to do that? Well, I mean, that's the biggest thing we did for uh, young men for years in phys ed, for those who are listening, the four visions of manhood. Uh, but the leadership is not just for manhood. The leadership is for uh, everyone. So uh, uh, the big thing that we're looking at and, and talking about now is this uh, lead. And it goes to that. Of course, here's Adam who failed, and here's how he led, and here's the second Adam, Christ, uh, who demonstrated it. And uh, in the LEAD, uh, uh, first looking at lead is, uh, is lead courageously. Uh, and that's what we really get to these kids and uh, even to ourselves is this, you know, Adam uh, could have led, uh, but he chose not to. He, uh, that's not my problem. That's not my issue. Somebody else has got to do it. Where Christ took up the cross. All right, and then he says, now follow me. And uh, the E is eliminate passivity. Passivity, it don't concern me, so therefore I'm not gonna get involved in it. You know, Adam and Eve, you know, is passive to sit there, hey, here's, here's the apple, pass it on. And he, he, did, he did nothing uh, other than just getting involved in that. Where Christ, you know, he was obedient even to the death of the cross. Um, uh, and then the uh, A is accept responsibility, that if nobody does it, then it's my turn to step in and do it. And that's every day, right? And then D is desiring a greater reward. And uh, a lot of times with leadership, it's not something that we do and get 
immediate gratification, which is, is our culture, right? Uh, it, it is something that is going to be later. And if you just put these things to practice, here's how Adam did it and failed miserably, but here's how Christ did it, and now it gives us the power to walk in these things in L-E-A-D. And, um, and, and that's just been a, an incredible instrument uh, for myself and for others is how are you leading? Which, which way were you going? And looking at these things. So that's just been a key thing for us. Uh, here and just really uh, going on with these young men and with our young ladies. So, One of the things that really stood out to me is, as you guys were talking about that, and we referenced Leadership Academy earlier on, um, there was a module that we just recently had in Leadership Academy. I think uh, Milton Campbell did that. Yeah. It was talking about self-leadership, leading yourself yeah. first. And uh, that stood out to me because of the connection that you made with the idea of modeling. Yeah. And, um, you know, for us to be able to actually present ourselves as people who other people want to follow for us to be leaders we actually need to have that self-discipline to lead ourselves first um, there's a, a great book um, by Jocko Willink who's just a beast of a man I mean if he's, he's a Navy SEAL oh my gosh yeah he's a Navy SEAL like, like, um, like, <laughs> he, he is a beast of a man like Coach G um, but he led uh, Navy SEALs in combat in um, Iraq and uh, he uh, he has a, his own podcast out um, he's just a really impressive individual from, from a lot of standpoints but his book is called Extreme Ownership and within that book what he talks about is this idea of taking ownership for your circumstances and how you respond and your attitudes and those and making sure that you are um, making sure that you're not as you're saying being passive yeah. for it that you actually are accepting the responsibility for that which takes a great amount of you know self-discipline right. and um, fortitude as yes. we connect to the virtues, the virtues. you're right and the, one of the definitions of leadership, especially for men, as you mentioned it, was that it was the glad assumption of sacrificial responsibility. It's not just assuming the responsibility to take up the task, to take up your cross, but to do it for the joy that was set before. That there's a gladness of heart. And you're not just, we all know the cartoons of people who are, you know, I'll sit down on the outside, but I'm still standing on the inside. And, uh, the, the sort of, uh, I'll do this task, or I'll, I'll do it, but you owe me. That there's no room for that. And I think what you must model is the joy of the Lord is your strength. That you you might be strong and you might be effective and wise and disciplined and miserable and sour and bitter and uh, you know just short tempered and yeah. and that's not a good leader. You might have the practical the, the sort of the chessboard strategies of leadership where you can get things done, but everybody resents you and everybody you, you walk in a room and everybody wants to walk out of it. <laughs> So it's the gladness of assuming responsibility that is so that we can't do that Christ has to. Yeah, exactly right. As far as it's got to be in Christ that we do this. Right. It's the and joy of the Lord yeah. is our strength, and, uh, and and that, and that's where it, it leads to as far as what Christ did for us. Now He empowers us to do the same thing. Well, like you said, of course, First Corinthians eleven one. Well, Paul says, "Man, follow me because I follow Christ." Right. And uh, what I love about Landmark is I can point to many, many people here, follow them because they follow Christ. And oh my gosh, if I can get my 14-year-old daughter, follow her because she follows Christ. And I point to teachers and, and mentors in her life. Uh, and then that begins to say, okay, now we get it out of the, the book of the page. 
for a scripture, and now, okay, now this is how they're living their life. And that makes, it's the moment. That's, that's what right. you're talking about. We've got to have that in there. And um, that's why I'm so thankful for you two guys, really. And I'm dead serious. And it's that I can point to you two guys and say, hey, guys, follow them because they follow Christ. So God's good. So what are some practical ways in which leadership can be cultivated both at home at school, and at school? Stories. Story always wins. Uh, that's, this is the way Jesus did it in Matthew. If you read Matthew, he, tell, I, he never taught them anything without a parable, ever. That's what it says. And he would tell them there once was uh, a, a sheep, there once were two sons, there once was, and then he would guide them with the story. Uh, and same with David. It was a story that broke the heart of the king. When Nathan says there once was a poor man and a rich man, David gets it. He says, oh, he should pay him back fourfold. And Nathan levels him and says, you are the man. This story is about you. And I think that where you're invited to see the story uh, and through how do you train up students and children, you tell them good stories. You guide them to see how they are part of the story. And then you turn the mirror and say, and how are you like Edmund in Narnia? How are you like Peter? How are, how are you uh, longing to be like Aslan? What does that look like in our circumstances? Just The Greeks did it. They told great stories. And the students would learn them. And they would see virtue and heroism and bravery. And they would feel inspired and uplifted to be like that. It was a modeling technique. It's, just, it's how God designed reality to be. Yeah. It's a story and he's the hero. Yeah. And not only there are dragons, yes, but dragons can be defeated. Fairy tales are more than true, not because they tell us dragons exist, yeah. but because they tell us dragons can be beaten. Yeah. But I, I think that's, that's a big thing with our families and, and with mine is when I, I, I take my girls and, and go off on the adventure together. Uh, and as we're doing things together, is telling these stories. It's um, uh, it's the, you know, it's the parent that came to you. How can we get our boys and our dads together? Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's it's walking it together. Uh, that that God gives us opportunities to tell this story over and over and over again. It's just engaging with each other, you know, along the way of whatever you're doing. And he said, when you rise in the morning, when you go about your way, when you lay down at night, tell of my greatness and my glory. And in the Old Testament too, that when they talked about God's faithfulness, it was often tied with what he, did, what he did for them. The God who led you out of Egypt, the God who led you through Jericho. It's just this, I'm the one who did all the stories you know, yeah. and I will be just as good for you. That I, his eyes on the sparrow, right? If he cares about the story of a sparrow's nest, he cares about your life. And because you fit in his narrative, you have a role to play as a human. God is not distant from the creation that he's made. He's upholding the universe by the word of his power, by the word of his power. He's telling a cosmic story constantly, and my trials and difficulties then have cosmic significance in his eyes. One thing that um, strikes me about uh, all of this when we're talking about trying to cultivate um, leadership or some of these elements of leadership, um, in particular, L of your lead, right? Yeah. Lead courageously. Mm -hmm. How do we cultivate some of those characteristics of, of courage? Um, you know, there's implied within the concept of courage is the concept of fear. You know, there's something, there's a danger. There's something that you need to overcome with your courage. 
And um, there is so much there in terms of self-discipline and perseverance and all of those characteristics that we want to grow so that uh, students would be able to lead courageously, effectively. Um, in a practical standpoint, from a parental uh, element, um, you know, I want to protect my kids. I, I want to keep them safe. I want, want to shelter them. But I also know that there are moments at appropriate levels and developmental stages where I need to let them let them experience some danger and some risk. Right. And not from the standpoint of anything that would careless. you know really be careless or reckless or anything like that, but so that they can experience sometimes the discomfort of uh, life in a situation so that they can also experience the joy and the benefit of perseverance and persistence, of working hard, of courage and overcoming. And then also knowing that you know, I'm going to be there for them along the way, knowing ultimately that God does care uh, about them and that they are precious and important. That's why their courage matters. That's why their know. courage matters. It's not, it's and not that's the game. basis for it. Right. Because they're not, it's not just all dependent upon them. Right. But at the same time, they're cultivating these characteristics that really do matter. Yeah. Because, you know, tribulation, Romans tells us, tribulation gives us perseverance. Perseverance gives us good character, and the good character gives us hope. But guess what? Hope never fails. Mm -hmm. And uh, But it's so hard, isn't it, guys? I mean, to see our kids struggle, you know, um, uh, our daughters and sons struggle, uh, but also hear um, teaching. And sometimes our kids are just going through some hard things mm -hmm. and uh, uh, but that's where you go and encourage and remind them mm -hmm. okay there's something more than just the struggle there's something more there's something that's going to be worked out of this and mm -hmm. uh, and boy that's where it goes into first the LEAD it's more than just words on the page it's mm -hmm. more than it's just got to be experienced it's got to be tasted um, and uh, why not taste it here mm -hmm. while you're surrounded by men and women of God that will help direct, pick up, pray for, and continue to guide. And uh, I can't think of any more place uh, for my girls um, that I would want them to be able to experience. And then give us the opportunity, give them opportunities to experience this fear, yeah. experience some things that's out of their comfort zone, and to be able to lead courageously. Mm -hmm. I mean, what a great honor that would be. Mm -hmm. uh, well, you're talking about, too, how do you, how do you, create an environment where they are tested and where they have to experience it a bit. I think part of that too requires us to remember that they're sinful, that the villainy and the difficulty is not always out there. Bullies and your heart, it's your heart. Yeah, and so you've got to be courageous and you can't. You can't summon it up. And so it's another occasion for the gospel to come in. That you need to be brave, you need to do the right thing. And apart from Christ, you can't. But he did. Yeah. Uh, it's that in this world, you will have trouble. Yeah. But take heart, for I have overcome it. It's, tell the story that I have three daughters. I can't tell them that you need to be independent, and you need to be brave, and you need to be wise without saying, and you don't have the strength to do that. You don't have the equipment. <laughs> Neither do I. And so it, those moments of, of training their strength and training their leadership and their courage can't be divorced from the gospel either, where what you are called to do, you will be empowered to do because of what Christ has already done. Yeah. And that marriage is has the practical, you need to serve, you need to be humble, you need to lead with kindness. 
and you can't, therefore, we need to rely wholeheartedly on Christ. And you're able to do preparation for their mission coupled with reassurance of the gospel mm -hmm. every time. Yeah. That's good. That's a good word. Well, I already gave a recommendation on a book for me. So, uh, Jocko Willink, Extreme Ownership. I think that one is uh, a really fascinating read from my standpoint. Anyway, do you guys have any book recommendations? Well, mine is uh, John Eldridge, First Wild at Heart. I mean, uh, I mean, just his whole thing as far as we are created to have this wildness about us, and and uh, it's an older book, but it's just like it's just packed full of purpose and meaning and courage and fear and failure and and uh, what it causes us to do and rallies us around. So um, uh, check that one out. That's pretty good. Yes. Uh, mine, one is particular to fathers. It's called Father Hunger by Douglas Wilson. And that's very much about uh, the, the innate need we all have for dad, for fathers, and both God the Father to give us ultimate spiritual meaning, but also fatherhood. Um, so that one was huge for me about what my responsibility is. I would be remiss if I didn't mention the Chronicles of Narnia. I think that teaches <laughs> no you everything you need to know about leadership <laughs> through Aslan and through Peter and, and so on. Same with The Hobbit. Um, great book on uh, what happens when the ring comes to you. Right? What is my task? What is my duty? I'm just a hobbit. Yeah. I'm just a halfling. What so. do you teach here again? Uh, Lewis. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... It's that good. <laughs> it is that good. All right, well, we'll wrap it up there and pick up next time. Join us next time for another Table Talk.